You're listening to Sports Drive on 91.3 Sport FM. Uh, yes, a bit of a delayed start here on Sports Drive this afternoon, but uh, nonetheless, we've got you covered over the next two hours and a bit here on 91.3 Sport FM, Perth's sports leader. You are listening to Sports Drive. It is all thanks to station sponsors Retrovision. RAC members save 5% every day at Retrovision. And thank you to Southside Volkswagen on 1261 Albany Highway in Cannington. Buying a Volkswagen has never been so easy. Oh, well, due to the pushback, uh, we have a very stacked show, so a lot to get through in a short amount of time, because coming up on today's program, we're going to talk the latest in Tasmanian sport. There's a fair bit going on uh, over in Tassie at the moment, not just the Sheffield Shield. Uh, Bailey Kenzie is going to join us. We're going to talk about Gillam McLaughlin's visit uh, to Tasmania. He's brought a pretty hefty check over uh, with him, to say the least. Uh, so we'll talk to Bailey Kenzie from Win News in Tasmania uh, a bit later on in the show. Uh, we've got the Muay Thai Grand Prix to look forward to over the weekend. A couple of tickets to give away to that event. The promoter, Darius Douch, set to join us after 5 o'clock. So looking forward to hearing what Darius has to say ahead of the big event. Uh, Sean McManus, Fremantle Dockers champion, former captain of the club, is set to join us in the next hour of the show. We're going to break down the latest news from the Fremantle Dockers. Alex Pierce, the new captain of the football club, he has taken over the reins from Nat Fife, who stepped down. And we do see Andy Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong as vice-captains. Uh, Bozza, Mark Bosnich is set to join the show. We're going to talk some Champions League with Mark coming up after 4 o'clock. Former soccer and football analyst for Stan Sport. Looking forward to hearing what Bozza has to say on the program today. Uh, Dennis O'Brien to join us as he does each and every Thursday afternoon. He's the racing and sponsorship manager for Greyhounds WA. He'll, he'll give us his tips for Friday in Mandra and for Saturday in Cannington. And we're going to kick things off this afternoon with some cricket. Lachlan McCurdy, just moments away. But uh, firstly, if you want to have your say, you're more than welcome to. Call us up, 94187700 is the number to call. Or send a message to 0429913913. We'd love to hear from the Dockers fans out there. We'd love to hear uh, from you. Get your take on the Sheffield Shield. All of that and more uh, over the next two and a bit hours here of programming on 91.3 Sport FM. We've also got th- uh, Creed 3 tickets to give away for the upcoming movie, so uh, be sure to listen out for those as well. But uh, as mentioned, we're going to kick things off and keep the ball rolling here on Sports Drive today with some cricket. WA in prime position to take out Tasmania, and we do have another game taking place right now at the Gabba. It is a little bit closer Joining us down the line to talk all things Sheffield Shield is content producer at Code Sports Australia, Lachlan McCurdy. Lachlan, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Matt. Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, what did you make of the game at Blundstone Arena? Uh, WA in prime position to come away with the win. They added the extra half an hour. They couldn't quite get across the line. It looks like it's a batter's wicket out there, but Tasmania, they haven't been able to come to the party. Yeah, it's been disappointing, hasn't it? I mean, when you, you look at the first innings and you go, okay, WA posted that score of 300, you thought, okay, this is going to be quite a nice, evenly poised match. Uh, you, you, you back Tassie in their home conditions to at least get close to that or, or even potentially get a lead in their first innings, but it wasn't to be. We obviously saw some great polling performances. From, I think Joel Paris in particular continues to impress me what he can do at first-class level. But, yeah, then Cam Bancroft, Continues to pile on the runs. He's the competition's leading run scorer for a reason. Just looked uh, un- like he wasn't going to get out uh, today, and he didn't. 
So 170 odd, 176 he ended up on, and then it ends with uh, Tassie 8 for 100. I mean, yeah, two more wickets. It would have been nice to have one more half hour because <laughs> I think the WA boys would have got a, an extra day off. I think so too. Now, Cam Bancroft, you mentioned how special he has been, unbeaten for 176 in WA's second innings. Is he primed for the next level? I think so. We've obviously seen that he's been someone who selectors have given a chance to previously. He obviously got that first go, sort of that 2016-17 summer. Uh, then obviously everything happened in South Africa. But we saw him come back into the team uh, in that 2019 OA Ashes series. And, I mean, we've got an Ashes series coming up. So the fact that uh, selectors enjoyed having him in the squad over there in 2019 for the Ashes and gave him first crack, if he's scoring runs like this, every chance he will be in that conversation. But it's going to be a, an interesting conversation with the future of David Warner, how Matt Renshaw's playing, if, if Travis Head continues to open in India. It's just about whether there's space for him. But I, I think if you're picking out a spare opening batter at the moment who's not in the squad, this Bancroft's probably your guy. And a WA, are they going through to another Sheffield Shield final? It feels like it, doesn't it? I mean... <laughs> I know when the second 11 squad came out this week, we had Philippe and Turner and Darcy Short all in there. It's the sort of squad and depth that every other state can dream of. So it's uh, there's, there's been a, a, probably a bit more up and down in terms of results this season, but the consistency is still there. And on the back of the sports of success, we're seeing the, the WA state side kind of build on that and, and put some really good performance together on this one in Tassie, where a lot of teams can uh, struggle notoriously. So... Yeah, it's been pretty dominant. Ashton Agar, he'll be returning to the side as well. What did you make of Ashton Agar returning home from India? I think it's the right decision for him to come home just so he can get some cricket because it felt pretty clear that Matt Kuhneman had jumped in front of him in front of him for the selectors' pecking order. And I think there's a, a large conversation to be had about the way that Agar was treated and being taken on this tour and playing in Sydney and things like that. But for me, I think selectors have made the right call in picking Koonerman for these tests. But it should have just been done a long time ago. It shouldn't have been at Agar's expense to, mm. to be flown to India to essentially be played as a netball. So I really hope that these remaining Shield pictures, he can find some form. He can, and hopefully find some love for red ball cricket again. We've obviously seen him play a big role in the white ball stuff for... Australia, for the Scorchers, for WA, but we just haven't seen him being able to play too many first-class matches, so it'd be good for him to get a little bit of a run on, find that love for, for red ball cricket again, and yeah, hopefully the wickets will come. Well, he's been named in the ODI squad for the Tour of India. We'll go through that very, very quickly here, and I want to get your thoughts on the squad. Uh, so Pat Cummins as the captain, Sean Abbott, Ashton Agar, as we mentioned, Alex Carey, Cam Green, Travis Head, Josh Inglis... Manus Labuschagne, Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Jai Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, Marcus Stoinis, David Warner, and Adam Zampa. What are your thoughts? I really like that we're seeing, uh, uh, obviously, Glenn Maxwell, but Mitch Marsh back in the side. For me, Marsh would have been a, a guarantee on this India tour, and I think he almost would have played if he was fit for these tests because you can see how desperately Australia were missing these uh, a pace bowling all round of to kind of balance out their lineup a little bit. So it's good to see that he's back from injury and straight back into Australian contention. Maxi the same. It's just going to be interesting to see that there's so many little injuries around this Australian squad at the moment. Obviously, Cam Green, the hopeful, will be ready for the next test. Mitch Stark, by all reports, was 
probably could have played in that second test, but just wasn't needed. Um, and then David Warner, I guess we're not really sure what his future holds. But I, I, you look at the side, you go, okay, Finchie's not going to be there. Where are they going to pull the other opener from? And you think they'll go with Travis Head, considering he did just such a good job in those three ODIs against England, but they've got a few options there, which is pretty strong. They do. Uh, just back to Tasmania before we do turn our attention to the other Sheffield Shield clash. Uh, Peter Siddle, what's the latest on him? It looks like uh, Victoria could be uh, an option for him. Yeah, Dave Hussey and Cricket Victoria have confirmed that they're, they're looking into getting him back to the state, and it's definitely a, an interesting one. Obviously, he's Victorian through and through. He's he played so many years of his cricket there, but being down in, in Tassie and those conditions at Bloodstown Arena are great for a pace bowler like him. Probably the closest thing we have to, to English-like uh, county cricket conditions down there, especially when they get the nice green deck. So it'll be interesting to see because the MCG can be a hard bog when you're a pace bowler. So whether they're going to be hopefully playing more games at Junction Oval on a, on a pitch like we saw this week, I'm sure Pete will be happy with that. But yeah, it's an interesting recruitment one from Victoria for me. I think Tassie are probably not too fussed about it. They've got some good fast bowling depth there at the moment, but Victoria probably just struggling a little bit in that in comparison to maybe some of their batters coming through with the likes of Chandra Singer and Campbell Callaway. So giving uh, maybe their youngsters a bit more experience with someone like Sid beside them, especially having uh, lost someone like Jimmy Pattinson recently as well, I think will be a huge boost. Here with Lachlan McCurdy on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Lachlan, we have a much more entertaining uh, matchup taking place right now at the Gabble. We are at Stumps on day number three, and Queensland are needing 198 runs to win against New South Wales. So we're in for a very fun final day. Yeah, definitely. And I think Queensland would have felt like they were twice on top of this match. They had a New South Wales 7 for 157 and uh, and when Sean Abbott went, it was 8 for 158. So the fact that they were looking at maybe a total of 180 to chase, they would have backed themselves to to knock a fair bit of that off today and do it comfortably tomorrow. But a a nice little sort of cameo from Ben Dawashes at the end, just fell short of his 50, but did enough to push that total towards 230, 240. And it's going to be a tricky chase because we've seen the pace bowlers kind of have a really good impact in this game. Michael Nees and Mark Deckard have been great for the balls, while Sean Abbott and Chris Jermaine, as usual, are kind of metronomic for New South Wales. So it's going to be interesting. I think New South Wales will need some quick wickets early, uh, get through the likes of Joe Burns, um, just because it's a pretty inexperienced batting lineup between them. But I think Jimmy Pearson's going to be the big wicket after his uh, first inning century. Mm, so Queensland currently one for 35, straight that wicket, uh, out for six. Bold Abbott, Court Gilkson. Currently it's Burns not out on 12 and Jane not out on 17. How about that century from Jimmy Pearson? Fantastic, isn't it? It's been a, a good week for the wicket keepers. Obviously, we, we saw Josh Inglis get one for WA. Uh, Matthew Jilks when I say close to me first with 94 for New South Wales and then Jimmy Pearson probably one of the best of the lot with his 115 uh, so yeah he's always been in scintillating form it just feels like he, he continues to thrive and get better with the bat and I think he'll go down as one of those guys just maybe in the wrong era unlucky that he won't get a probably higher on it just because of a few too many sort of strong batting keepers around him at the moment Before I do let you go Lachlan how are you seeing tonight's semi-final matchup in the T20 Women's World Cup, Australia taking on India, 9pm WA time. Cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty fantastic one. The Aussies have been dominant to start this uh, tournament. They they pretty much flew through the group stage and weren't challenged too much. But 
when uh, England and uh, India were in the other group, it always looked like it was going to be that way because Australia are just so dominant. And, yeah, obviously a great history of matches between India and Australia uh, at World Cups in particular. But there's kind of been an equal amount of losses, surprise upsets, things like that. But there's been a bit of news in the last hour or so coming out of uh, the Indian camp that their captain, Harman Creek Corps, as well as Pooja Vistraka, have been in hospital overnight. So mm. they're, they're looking potentially unlikely to play in this game, which would be a big blow for India, because really, with the depth of this Australian team, uh, they'll need everything to go their way to try and cause an upset. So, yeah, some developing stuff there that they're waiting to, to make a call a bit closer to the toss. Plenty of great cricket going on at the moment. Lachlan, uh, a pleasure chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. There he goes, Lachlan McCurdy from Code Sports Australia. I thank him for his time on the show this afternoon. Uh, all right, well, before we do head to the news, why don't we have a listen in to Mitch Marsh, who has spoken to the press uh, after being announced in that ODI squad. The tour of India continues for the Aussies. Uh, let's have a listen in to what Mitch Marsh had to say. Mitch, uh, back in the national squad, how's it feeling to be named to go to India? Uh, very exciting. Yeah, it's... Um Obviously, been a, a solid three months of rehab to get back to, to playing, and I'm really looking forward to um, playing for Western Australia first on Sunday. But um, always nice to be selected for Australia. I'm looking forward to, to getting over to India. And how's the rehab process been? Can you take us through a little bit of what it's been like? Yeah, it's been quite smooth. Um, you know, throughout the whole 12 weeks, it's been thoroughly planned out from Cricket Australia and, and Western Australia. Um, everything's gone to plan. I've had no setbacks, which is always ideal when you come back from surgery. Um, so, yeah, really just looking forward to getting back into it now. And what's the recovery like? Are you back at full load straight away, or is it a bit of limitation around your bowling loads and those kind of things? Uh, yeah, I haven't started bowling yet, um, so I'll progress that over the next few weeks. Um, we're look, looking over the next 12 months to really um, sort of play as an all-rounder, but for now it's, um, yeah, it's a bit of a luxury to come back and play as a batsman. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll just uh, see how the bowling goes. Okay. Do you have any restrictions on the on the way you move in the field and those kind of things as well? Or? Uh, no, absolutely not. I've done done the work, um, and I wouldn't be playing if I was um, under any sort of restrictions. So um, yeah, the the rehab has all gone to plan, um, and I'm absolutely ready to go. And in in terms of India, you've been there before. What are you expecting out of the tour? Oh, it should be. Uh, it's always an exciting place to go and play. Um, you know, all of us have played a lot of cricket there now, and it's. Um, thing I love about India is every time you go there you learn something new, you try different foods and hopefully we can play some really good cricket um, along the way and uh, you know, it's a big year for us, it's a World Cup there at the end of the year, um, it'll be great to play some cricket there and um, see how the squad's shaping up. And what do you make of the test tour so far, watching on the sidelines? <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be home, for that way. <laughs> Great. I think that's everything for me. I'll, I'll check in a couple. Um, with, obviously, was it a decision to have that surgery and miss the big bash and the Australian summer? Or could, um, for a greater long-term outcome, or could you have played through if you really had to? Yeah, I think um, it, it, was, uh, it wasn't a decision that was made lightly, um, knowing that I was going to miss the big bash, especially um, and how much I love playing for the Scorchers. Um, but with a view of the long-term for my career, um, doing it now, you know, it's such a big year um, with the Ashes. You know, I'm really happy to be a part of that squad. Um, and if not, there's so much other cricket that I can play and then the World Cup. So I wanted to make sure that I had lots of cricket under my belt before that and I wasn't coming out of an injury. So um, the decision was made along with everyone at the WACA and Cricket Australia. Um, it was a joint decision and 
Um, I look back now, the scorch didn't need me, so that was good. Um, and watching them win the Big Bash was, um, was incredible, but um, it is never nice to miss cricket, um, especially over the Australian summer. It's what we all love to play for, but um, it was a, certainly a joint decision. And, um, now that I'm back, um, I'm glad that we got it done. How does it feel? Obviously, you've had a lot of success in WA and the Scorchers, but I guess missing that Big Bash title and then going to India and potentially missing a Marsh <laughs> Cup and a Okay. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, good question, mate. Um, uh, I think we sort of get used to um, you know, missing stuff for Western Australia. Um, we got a squad mentality. And I, I think if you saw the way that I ran out in the ground for the Scorchers when they won, I'd felt like I'd played, and that's.